Hurry up, your favorite show's about to start. Grab a Capri Sun, some Dunkaroos, and settle in for another episode of The Millennial Movie Club. Hello, hello, everybody. Hi, everybody. End of year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We're just diving headfirst into 2023 with abandon. For real. I'm not ready. Uh, but 2023 is my year, though, for sure. <laughs> it's still my year. I'm not even ready for it. That's the best way. I can't even embrace the good things I deserve <laughs> <laughs> because of all the mental instability caused by 2022. Yes. Um, welcome to a fresh new year. We have something a little bit different lined up for you this week. Thanks to Daniel being a sweet baby angel. He has <laughs> compiled a best of 2022 Millennial Movie Club compilation compilation episode. Some of our most favoritest fun times. Yeah, it's it's really tough to go through all these episodes. And f- so I'm sure I didn't get everything but uh, we were trying to find some clips that you wouldn't really necessarily need to watch the movie for you wouldn't need to know any of the context for the episode and it has been tough but hopefully uh, it's definitely some of our favorite moments and uh, it's a little bit rougher I think that there's probably some parts that didn't make it into episodes so less polished very less polished if we had a patreon this would be on it yes (laughs) we should have just launched a patreon for this but we didn't one day one day you'll pay us no i don't think so (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i hope i hope you uh enjoy it and uh i know that we had a a blast making making episodes this year so we wanted to say thank you thank you to everybody who's hung out with us this year this was Probably like the highlight of 2022 for me was creating this podcast, meeting all of our listeners out there. If you haven't connected with us already on social media, please come and say hi. We just have so much fun doing this and knowing that you guys are listening makes it all the better. So here's to a brand new year of making more dumb, gross jokes about Mm -hmm. the movies we love to hate. Yeah, clink. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers. Our third and final review, of course, comes from Amazon, where all the freaks hang out. The review titled, Walter Matthau is not in speed. (laughs) (laughs) It reads. (laughs) It reads. (laughs) Sometimes at work, my colleague, Ted Pepsi, and I... I actually like went to this reviewer's profile just to make sure he wasn't somebody who like routinely writes fake right. reviews on things. But this is a hundred percent real. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. <laughs> Sometimes at work, my colleague Ted Pepsi. <laughs> oh, no. oh, oh, I'm crying. Um. He and I tend to get locked into some serious debates. Well, the other day, Ted told me that Speed was the greatest action movie of all time. He was especially impressed with the scene where Walter Matthau drives the bus. (laughs) (laughs) Needless to say, I knew Ted was wrong, but I didn't have a DVD to prove it. (laughs) This sale solved both of my problems. After one fast purchase and watching the movie five times with Ted for emphasis, I can safely inform you that Walter Matthau does not appear anywhere in the movie speed. He's not on the bus. He's not in the SWAT room. And no, t- 
<laughs> and no, Ted, he's not in any crowd shots either. So drop it already. <laughs> oh, that oh is so good. That might be one of my <laughs> crying. <laughs> That's one of my favorite reviews ever. When you started it, I was just, I couldn't figure out how it was going to get back to Walter Matthau. <laughs> Ted Pepsi, if you're listening, which we know you are. You've got to be. <laughs> drop it already. Yeah, please. That's enough. It took you five times to watch. You had to watch it five times to comb through speed to search for Walter Matthau? We all know that Ted Pepsi is one tough cookie, and he does not drop things <laughs> unless he's totally Pepsi sure. up his mind, there's really no, there's no. nothing to do about it. <laughs> yeah, you better just drop it. <laughs> well, uh, oh. this episode's dedicated to you, Ted Pepsi. Wherever you may roam. We're back, me and Dan, just a couple of best friends, mm -hmm. talking to you today about my best friend's wedding. Moving on to our Amazon reviews. The first one writes, Funny, entertaining, and believable. Modern day Cinderella story and played to perfection by Julia Roberts and Richard Gere. <laughs> this movie is a classic and will always be refreshing to watch from time to time. Dermot Mulroney is so adorable as the prospective groom and Rupert, her best friend, was always there to help Julia over the rough spots. There's nothing like a wonderful gay friend. Can I guess what the next review is? <laughs> sure. Is it Richard Gere is not in my best friend's wedding? <laughs> but Ted Pepsi Ted comes Pepsi. back to prove that Richard Gere is in fact not in my best friend's wedding. He's not in the wedding scene. He's not driving the boat. And no, he's not the caterer either. Oh, wait, I forgot that it's not because he's telling that to Ted. <laughs> yeah. And no, Ted, he's not. <laughs> he's not driving the bus. So today we're going to talk about Jurassic Park. The plot of this movie is that you can get the DNA from dinosaurs from it from Amber. And he had to like figure that out. It was a novel idea. It wasn't like something it that was getting like, like something battered that could around. be real, though. Like that sounds very plausible. Like it's... Not some like science fiction, like we just went to space and found an alien baby, like right. sucking blood out of prehistoric mosquitoes sounds like a really actually great idea. And I wonder. Checks out to me. Did people, yeah. was anyone like, we should actually try that? Or were they like, didn't we learn our lesson? Maybe we well, should. Well, that is also the whole point of it. Like Michael Crichton wrote this book because he... He, it, because of his concern for the rise of scientism and mm. the exploration of biogenetics. Got it. Like he was like, we're doing too much shit. And then what people took from it is, whoa, we should totally create Jurassic Park. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. Was like, and then no. in 2005, they like found something that kind of that some preserved DNA or like maybe in the future we could do this. It's like, man, Michael Crichton, you kind of fucked up. Right, you kind of right. You probably should have just let that <laughs> let yeah, sleeping let it lie. dinosaurs lie. <laughs> yeah. Make a lot of dumb dinosaur jokes today, please. Keep going. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, I there's a lot in this movie where like now I kind of want to check it out. And if anyone knows, like, are these? I mean, obviously we haven't brought dinosaurs back, but like this weird computer program. 
I mean, do I wouldn't I don't do we have that? Maybe we do. Maybe we don't. I don't know. Maybe they're still trying to make it because I'm pretty sure paleontologists still exist. So, but I think we just need to get Elon. Elon, you know, right? Focus on, on what we've already got here on Earth. You know, there's yeah, a lot. Yeah, dude. I don't care about Mars. I care about bringing back dinosaurs. That's all I care about. <laughs> we'll have to go to space anyway once we bring the dinosaurs back. <laughs> just yeah, that's a space is a wrap. <laughs> let's let's get dinosaurs back and then we could figure it out. Right. Then when we actually need a more uh a, a faster means of escape from the planet. Yeah. <laughs> Give us a like reason we, to leave. Yeah, right. I global want warming I want not like, real. No, sorry. That's global a, warming. I'm kidding. <laughs> no one can see my face. <laughs> that's true. I want us to take off in an like a, a spaceship and like it's just at the last second before like the T-Rex gets us. Like our fuel right. is like burning the the T-Rex and then we shoot off into Mars. Right. And yeah. then we nuke the Earth. And we nuke the shit out of the Earth. <laughs> if you're listening, Elon, and we know that you are, please make this happen. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, and if you could stop sliding into my DMs, that would be great. Like if you could like, <laughs> text us on the group chat thread, it would make everybody more comfortable. Yeah. Stop being creepy, dude. We are chatting about the movie Casper today. Excellent. Last review, short and sweet. Yo, mad lit. Casper low-key a homie, low-key though. On the low, highly recommend this, John, to any motherfucker interested in good cinema. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and they say John in it, J A W N. So you know they're like Philly. Yeah. That's Delaware. Philly through and through. Yeah. Wow, two great ones from Amazon. Yo, Mad Lit. <laughs> <laughs> Casper, low key a homie. Low key, though. <laughs> I love how he's low key a homie. Like, people wouldn't think he'd be a homie, but he is. Speaking of our little baldy Casper, the human form, of course, played by 90s teen heartthrob Devin Sawa, which we know from Now and Then, Little Giants, Final Destination. But it was voiced by a young man named Malachi Pearson, who is, if we want to play a little game we like to call, what happened to those kids? Well, nobody fucking knows. He's like vanished into thin air. There's like hardly anything I can find about him. And now if you Google him, the only pictures that really come up are like Devin Sawa and a young Peyton Manning. I also think it might be Malachi. <laughs> I would say you're definitely right. <laughs> Malachi. <laughs> and I have never been more embarrassed on this podcast. <laughs> So we decided, what if, with the help from listeners like you, today, Jazz and Daniel make a movie. I think that we have enough 90s movies under our belt now that we've like fully explored these 90s movies to take up the creator helm and to try it on ourselves. Because, you know, let's say we, I'm talking trash about Twilight. It's like, well, put your money when you're, where your fucking mouth is, man. They walk into the door. The party's already in full swing, right? Bump in. Uh, what song's playing? Peach? Oh, um... Imagine Dragons or something. Wait, babe, it's, <laughs> Wait, in, it's the in the 90s. 90s. <laughs> oh, sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, theme song to Family Matters is playing. For some reason. <laughs> At a party. Final you... Countdown. Final Countdown is playing. Thank <laughs> you, Jesus. Something, something. 
<laughs> I was thinking like, Death do you want to? I like, thought you. I thought we wanted a higher difficulty level. I'm just trying to throw. A spin no, I like that. Let's box ourselves in and figure out how to get out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's no, put I do our, like Let's get ourselves in fighting. hot water. I start yes. slashing when I'm boxed in. I'll just start slashing. <laughs> so it's the final countdown. Is that what we're going with? Yes, the final countdown. You love '90s music, and I can't believe that this is throwing you for a loop right now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess I could have said Poison, Nothing But a Good Time. That probably is really like the quintessential party. Is that 90s or is that 80s? You know what the worst part of it is? The, eight, the final countdown is from the 80s. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm saying. Like, give me like Ace of Base, okay. Spice no, 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 Girls, no, no. Backstreet Boys. Oh, yeah. uh, chicken to China to Chinese Chicken or something Here like that. Here we oh, go. Perfect. A little that, Smash yeah, Mouth. It. Turn okay. it up. Turn it's up not Smash Mouth, though. It's Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> we are flailing with this music part of Malachi in the <laughs> Malachi has entered the chat <laughs> we are so effing thankful for you guys show our thanks we're going to be talking about a movie that I, I think a lot of people find really like kind of heartwarming it's smooth and warm as mashed potatoes and of course we're talking about Conair yeah well duh they wanted John Cusack for Larkin. He really hated the script, but he just thought he should be in a blockbuster. And I think he just really hated the movie. But he had one demand. He said he really wanted to wear Birkenstocks. That was his one demand. <laughs> that was it. And he wore Birkenstocks the whole movie. It's like, okay, you can do whatever you want. What a baller. He's like, yeah. look, this movie sucks. I just want my little feeties to be comfy if I'm going to do this, okay? And they're like, well, you are going to be like jumping out of exploding buildings like maybe something with a back he's like no 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 yeah i told you burks are nothing burks are bust call me burke larkin <laughs> vince birkin <laughs> he's like did i stutter <laughs> you got a hearing problem or something i wish i'd been looking at his feet <laughs> i think like zoom in on it a couple They're times cut out like, of every shot i bet <laughs> yeah that would be smart it's like you could wear them we're never gonna focus on them they just give him a foot double and wearing new balance sneakers <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, some dad airs. <laughs> oh, mom air. I want to do mom air. Mom air. What would that be? A bunch of moms on a plane, like. <laughs> the end. Just like they're like on a trip. Like they're all like on a mother's retreat, like away from their kids. And oh. like they get on this flight and they're just like, fuck it. We're not going back. And they just get fucked up and they hijack the plane and they're like, we're going to Disney World or like. Cancun, wherever they want to And all go. these dads are trying to like shoot down the plane or like get them back. <laughs> all the dads are like obviously not paying any attention. So it's up to the kids to land their own mother's planes. Love this. This is great. Man, got to save that for the next time we write our own. Dan and Jazz make a movie. Mom Air coming Love soon it. to a po <sighs> this podcast. Practical Magic was filmed on San Juan Island in Washington. There really wasn't like a big, beautiful mansion to work with. So that meant they had to build a fake one. It was designed and built in like different parts. It was kind of like uh, what they call an architectural shell. Somebody who loved this movie right away and <laughs> wanted to buy the mansion to live in it was Barbara Streisand. And they had to tell her like, it's not a real house. <laughs> it's so sad because like, you have to tell Barbara Streisand, like, oh, I don't think you understand how movies work. This isn't real. Like, it's not a real house. Right. <laughs> like, she, someone who's been in many, many right. movies. But good on her. I mean, that house is so cool and beautiful. She's like, fine, it's not real. Then do me a love spell. 
It's like, <laughs> no, it's a movie. None of it. None of it is real. Oh, so I guess Washington's not a real place. No, it is a. It is a real place. It's just. It's know. like two hours later. Fine. Get your cauldron and whip me up a potion. God damn <laughs> God it. Damn like it. How many times? <laughs> so as you might have, have guessed, we are talking today about You've Got Mail. We open on the sounds of typing and an old school dial-up noise. And can I just say it gave me like full body goosebumps to hear that sound? Yeah, yeah. me too. It's very visceral. Take me back. I forgot to look this up, but like... Did they need to make it sound like that? Why did they make it sound so awful? It, like, why did the dial-up sound sound terrible? Like, <laughs> it's like, what? You could have made it like, Ernie, a, Ernie, it's, Ernie. yeah, it's pretty like bad. someone playing piano. Yeah, it's like a feral cat. Truly, yeah. <laughs> that's been hit by a car. But it did bring us back. So. In its last yeah. dying breath, it's like, you got mail, and then it dies. <laughs> When you had AOL, did you ever like switch the audio for the You've Got Mail? I used to have Paul McCartney say like, you've got some letters and like, <laughs> there's a bunch of them. Oh my God. So I didn't great. know you could I do switched that. it to the movie phone guy. Yes. Smart. The yes. movie phone guy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I feel like a fucking nerd, but I did have, <laughs> did have a lot of fun changing Well, just change my... it now. <laughs> yeah. Just do it now. I had my AOL no account until like. 2014 i'm serious and and then it got hacked by somebody so that's funny r.i.p not to make this all about my personal life but (laughs) what else is new (laughs) sorry yeah sorry my bad (laughs) um my cousin patty who is a a listener of this podcast patty just like two years ago stopped paying for aol congrats patty I'm proud of you, girl. She was paying yearly for AOL and she called them and she was like, what? <laughs> Honestly, that's like a really novel idea now for like all of the new age work platforms like Slack and stuff. Like they should add like little celebrity voices being like, that'd be oh cool. Oh my God, that would be You've awesome. Got some slacks. But that just sounds like <laughs> pants. <laughs> but I'm getting like 50 slacks a day. I would yeah, yeah, have to. True. You'd start hating Paul McCartney. <laughs> On AOL, I eventually turned my incoming sound like so. Every time I got a new chat to Big Pimpin, so it would go awesome. Do 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 every single time, and I don't love that song as much no. as I should. Right? Yeah, that's a really good fucking song. I too. thought I was really I hard because I did like a guitar riff from a Red Hot Chili Peppers song. Oh, it was like do 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 you know like. And I was like, I'm so alt. Very, so alt. So fringe. <laughs> so. Speaking of kids that should quit while they're ahead, <laughs> tonight, tonight we bring you a rousing review of a movie long forgotten until we bring it up, and that is Jungle to Jungle. The description of this movie reads... Manhattan broker Michael Cromwell is engaged to fiance Charlotte, but needs a divorce from his estranged wife Patricia, <laughs> who's been living in the Amazon with a native tribe for years. Michael travels to the Amazon and discovers he has a son, teen Mimi. Teen Mimi. <laughs> for some reason, seeing his name spelled out is really funny. It looks like a character in an anime porn. Yes, it does. <laughs> Teen Mimi Siku has big boobs jostled by <laughs> teacher. <laughs> when he gets okay. cornered by a school of octopus, or octopi. <laughs> Teen Mimi Siku... <laughs> <laughs> fucked in the back 
seen Mimi Siku's tiny little butthole destroyed <laughs> by Squid Alien. <laughs> Played by Tim Allen. <laughs> it's just them like pulling clips from Toy Story. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to come in and read any more like new lines. We, can, nah, we got it from here. We have plenty yeah. of you. Thanks. Oh my god, I couldn't even get through the reading of this synopsis. All right, Ooh, this is gonna be an interesting night. Today we're going to discuss the Princess Diaries. Also, like, on what planet does the queen of any country get in a piece of shit car with her 15-year-old granddaughter with zero secret service detail? Yeah, I mean, you'd think that there'd be a scene here where it's like, oh, ma'am, you know we can't do that. It's like, actually, you know what? I'm going to spend some time with my granddaughter. But it's not even, like, there's not even the possibility that there would be more <laughs> more security or anything like that. Anything, or, like, at least following behind, you know, something. How small is this country? Like, does anyone Clearly nobody shit? knows who she is. Like, you know, like, if you saw yeah. the Queen of England doing the arm wrestle machine in the arcade, <laughs> you'd be like, am I fucking high? I've never really thought about kidnapping anyone, but I might, like, my first <laughs> Until thought... Until now? <laughs> yeah, I feel like if there's one time that you should kidnap someone, maybe that's the time. <laughs> With, what? Oh, my God. What's the end goal here? We're about to lose our entire British listenership. No, not it. Like, I show her around Philadelphia and we become friends and then... The like oh. the the bond of our two great nations grows, <laughs> and like eventually, you know, I have to give her back, and they're gonna. There's about to be some bad repercussions, but I think she's like, no, you know what? This was the right thing to do, and this was the only way I was gonna be able to experience this. Right at the beginning, she's like, "You brute," and then by the end, she's like, "But I don't want to go." Yes, exactly. I want right. to stay here in Philadelphia with you. She's wearing all my clothes and like petting <laughs> my dog and watching. Shitty television. You She's gotta like, no, get this is out better. of here, Queen. You gotta get out of here. Come on, come on. Can't you see I don't want you anymore? <laughs> right, go. Go, Just get go. out of here. <laughs> she runs across back into the woods. Oh, it's like a fox and the hound scenario. Yeah, yeah Airbud. Oh. God. Today we are gonna be talking about the 1997 action thriller circus face-off and so then the outcome is they have sex (laughs) so yeah which i don't know how like they don't show really they don't show anything romantic go down between them like besides a smooch which i kind of am surprised that they didn't show any kind of like really fucked up love scene between him and the wife i could guess why because it starts to bring up questions do they have the same dick Right. <laughs> you know what? I, because I obviously was very hung up on the teeth. I was like, you guys said face, right? Like, belly fat and body hair and like scars. Okay. Like the teeth are clearly different. And then, yeah, like what about the junk? And there's a line towards the end where he's talking to. Archer, he says something along the lines of like, yeah, it feels good to be in that body, doesn't it? Like, I miss it. You know, yeah. something like that. And I was like, I wonder if he's talking about the fact that like he has a bigger dick, or like just a better right. situation all around. They clearly didn't need to like think of this when they were doing the surgery. Like, what if you're no. having sex and you have like twice the size penis as the other person? It's like, that'll <laughs> never come up. But it did. 
So it certainly did. But you would think, yeah, you would think the wife would probably catch on to that. I don't know. I Whatever. Don't. Maybe she's just like, man, his newfound like fervor for life, and you know this newfound passion. Oh, okay, yeah. It's like the Grinch, except it was like his dick grew three <laughs> sizes that day. I want to see that uh, animation. This is the exact same way. It's like breaking out of that brass the X-ray. Yeah. <laughs> that's what happens when you catch your son's murderer. Your dick grows. Yeah, that's true. It grew three three sizes that day. This week's episode is about a movie so near and dear to my heart that Daniel had never seen before. And that movie is Now and Then. Besides the fact that throughout this whole movie, we kind of are watching Christina Ricci struggle with her femininity and what it means for her to be a woman. And it's literally throughout the entire movie. I didn't realize it until I was looking for it this time. But from taping her boobs down to the way she dresses to fighting, people are always commenting on her inability to be a real girl. And actually, Rosie O'Donnell's character or their character was originally written to then grow up and be gay. But at the last minute, they wrote it out and just threw in some like offhanded comment about her living in sin with her boyfriend. This was maybe my least favorite part of this movie because Rita Wilson kisses Rosie O'Donnell and I'm like, oh, okay, so there's a couple. This is great. That's so great of them to like- <laughs> You thought they were together. I thought they were together. I would say probably it's the fourth to last line in my notes that says, she's straight. <laughs> and then it says- they show Rita Wilson's wedding picture at the beginning of the film. Like when she's like doing her hair, they pan her vanity and there's a picture of her on her wedding day to a man. It could have been anybody. I don't know. This whole movie, you thought Rita Wilson and Rosie O'Donnell were together? Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> and then there was like funny parts about it where like Rita Wilson would say, oh, I can't wait till I get to grow up and marry a successful doctor. And I was like, oh, that's so cute. Like, I'll write that down because she ends up marrying Rosie O'Donnell. She's married to another doctor who is indeed a man. Right. You had such a different experience watching this movie. A hundred percent. Because the, then the whole time I'm like, oh, Christina Ricci is like kind of hooking up with Devin Sawa. But then we're going to kind of get that moment where she's like, man, if I don't even like Devin Sawa, I think I like girls. I am floored. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in watching them like watching all of roberta and christy's interactions you're just like trying to pick up on weird childhood sexual chemistry yes. like oh my yeah, like god when Daniel. she punches her i was like oh that's such a cool like maybe this is the first time that like they fall in love because she like stands up to her i'm telling you the entire movie i'm looking for these clues holy shit this is blowing my mind okay so he's a virgin, if you will. And speaking of virgins lighting a black flame candle, we are talking about Hocus Pocus, everybody. Let's go. They decide they're all going to go to the Sanderson house so that Allison can make a believer out of him. They turned it into a museum that Allison's mom used to work at. So they go inside. It's all spider webby. And, you know, now there's like a cash register and some lighters for sale, which like why the fuck would you sell lighters in a place where you don't want a candle lit? I don't know. I guess it's like you could cosplay as the person who would be lighting the candle. Uh, that's the only thing I can. <laughs> it's yeah, just for the photo op. <laughs> They're standing next to the black flame candle. Oh, like I'm so close. <laughs> <laughs> well, I won't. I. They're like, honey, we have three kids. You're not a virgin. We're not worried. <laughs> you have ice tattooed in the back of your head. You're not a virgin, dude. You're fine. You're, you are a virgin. You are a virgin. <laughs> Sorry, that's what I meant. <laughs> It's like, what about backdoor virginity? Does that count? <laughs> if I light the black flame candle and my hymen is intact, but my butthole is loose, do the witches come back? 
but my butthole is, I don't know how else to say this, not intact. <laughs> like the Sanderson sisters come back, but it's like the way Voldemort comes back before he's like fully himself. Yeah, they, they have to be like on someone, you know, like Voldemort was in the back of, uh, back. it's like someone's butt. Yeah, the back of Professor Coral's head. Yeah, they... <laughs> They unwrap their butt and it's just like ah. I need to live on the back of someone's butt. <laughs> yeah. And he says it in the parcel tongue. <laughs> Bring me the virgin. <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> I'm sick. I'm at my mom's house, so I curled up with a Disney movie that happens to be The Emperor's New Groove. Four years in, they had a third of this movie animated and they held a screening and it just bombed. People were like, I don't know what I'm supposed to care about. This, These are like high executives. What I'm supposed to care about, this story is terrible and I'm just like not having fun. Wasn't it also supposed to be kind of like almost on the same plane as like a Tarzan or a Pocahontas, like a really rich score? Like didn't they hire Sting to write a bunch of the music for this movie? They did. So that's why we know so much about it actually, which is really interesting because Elton John did Lion King. Phil Collins crushed it in Tarzan, of course. He went harder than he needed to. He did that for us. We know you're listening and we just want to say Thank you. From the bottom of my heart. So uh, they got Sting on board. He's like writing these songs. The script is getting changed around. He's pissed. You do not piss off Sting. No. I don't know if he's like a badass, but he sure looks like it. He's got a mean scowl on him. I met him once. No, really? How was he? Very handsome? Oh, yeah, of course. I was a seat yeah. filler at the Tony's one year, and it turned out I was sitting in his seat while he was in the bathroom. Whoa. And then he walked up to me, thanked me for my service. I was off, but it was pretty magical. Did you get a chance to sing Fields of Gold to him? Or? Um, it was like the kind of moment where like time slowed down, we locked eyes, and we did that duet in our heads. Oh, oh, cool. But you know, when we snap back to reality, it was like only a second had passed, you know. But that's the thing about when that happens because time needs to speed up to make up for it. So technically it happened, but, you know, there was nobody there to witness it except for the two of us. And I lost his number, so I'll never be able to confirm this fact. That kind of even makes it more special that it's just between you two, I think. I think so. And so to wrap this up, when Disney had the promotional budget for this movie, they just didn't really trust it and spent it all on 102 Dalmatians, both of which totally flopped. It was terrible. They got beat out by How the Grinch stole Christmas. Not until 10 years later did they have a hit again with Tangled. Holy so shit. it like ended the Disney renaissance. Emperor's New Groove was like the plague. Oh, and also to tie a bow on the other thing, Sting quit. Which is sad because we could have had a whole song that was like, you remember me, I'm a llama king. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of a one note singer, but that note, oh boy, does that is that effective? Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. There's a chance you've never cried before if you haven't watched this movie. Yeah, and spoiler alert, holy fuck, boys. Uh, my fun fact is I had a dog for 14 wonderful years, and he oh. recently died. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. He was uh, yeeted off a waterfall. Wow. No, I'm just kidding. That didn't happen. My dog also just died in December, and then <laughs> I got a foster dog that I had to finally give up to his forever home that was like a week or two ago and so i barely made it through this movie like by the skin of my teeth daniel what were we thinking and shadow's like it's time to go on without me you've learned everything you need now all you need to do is learn how to say goodbye 
Oh my god, I have full full body shivers right now. Yeah, me too. I'm getting emotional. Oh my god. I like can no longer breathe through my nose. It's I like, don't know. <laughs> we're full like really emotional. Oh. You never like you're not and it's true, like that's what dogs teach us. Like they teach yes, us everything god. except for it's how true. to say goodbye to them. Oh, oh fuck. This is so Oh, and he's trying to like climb up and he keeps sliding back. And you keep like thinking about all the things about him like protecting Peter and like the only thing he wants to do is go and protect him. It's not like he it's like so unselfish of him. Yeah, it's not a selfish. It's just like, oh, oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) This is is such a bad idea. Why didn't we even think? Like I don't 30 know. more seconds. I didn't think of, about it. No, I didn't either. I was just like, oh, that funny movie where the animals talk. <laughs> I did not think a second about it. Probably because I did, just genuinely didn't remember it. But you did, oh, you son I of did. a bitch. And now I'm we're so weeping on the podcast. <laughs> fuck. Fuck. All right. <laughs> we have to get through this. Yes. Okay. So, fuck. Chance is like, I love you, Shadow. <laughs> oh, my like- God. That's he the finally part. loves something. He like understands oh. love, and he's like, "I won't let you give up." Then we just it just blacks out. Yeah, we leave him there. We just don't even know what happens. We cut back. <laughs> the kids are back at their house, and they're like all playing basketball with their stepdad. And the girl's like, "Daddy!" And then she like looks at him and like to make sure it's okay. Girl, I've been there so many times. This is the first time I recognize the significance of that because she says daddy and then the the new dad like looks to the new son and he's like, yeah, come on, dad. Like, let's play. And yeah. in my mind, when I was a kid, I thought it was like that he didn't know whether he could play with the daughter unless the son said it was okay. <laughs> and now it's like, oh, right, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, they just are, like, embracing this man in their lives as their new dad. Um, He's a good dad, too. He is. He's been really trying hard. As far as stepdads in movies go, he's a good one. He's a good one. They're playing basketball, and then he's just like, did you hear that? And then they're all, like, listening. They hear, like, barking. They're like, Full body shivers again. I can't do, like... Okay, I'm going to go quick. (laughs) Okay. Over the ridge, Chance comes running to Jamie. And he's just like, Jamie, Jamie, that's my boy. Jamie, my boy. I love you, Jamie. And he finally loves his boy. Oh. And then they're all just like, oh, Chance, you scoundrel. And then next is sassy i'm like why do they have to stagger their entrances like that i have no idea they've been walking together the whole time (laughs) they just have to make us scared they like the dramatics of it Uh, i can't breathe okay next is sassy my whole nose is swole from the inside (laughs) first time crying on the podcast i think so yeah definitely (laughs) Okay, next is Sassy. She's reunited with Hope. And the whole family's just like looking out on the horizon. Peter's looking and waiting for Shadow, and he's just not oh. coming. He's just not coming. And he's not coming. And Peter and like Peter's turns like, around. He's like, he's too old. And this time was the first time I really, really like thought about what he really meant. He's dead. Like he's out there and they made it and now he's like dead in the forest because he was yeah. too old. And you can't even say goodbye. No. 
But don't worry. Because don't worry, guys. Shadow comes hobbling over oh. the ridge. And they run to each other. He's able to like pick up the speed a little bit, even though he's I was like, also, how did they make a dog limp who's not actually hurt? They put a little bead, a wooden bead between his toes that didn't hurt him, but gave him like a weird sensation to make him like you know when you put something like on a dog's foot, maybe. Yeah, like, a like sock when you put them when you put shoes on dogs and they walk all yeah. weird. So they did that and then oh. Okay. God But him him limping and then like Oh my Full god! Running, okay. hearing and seeing Peter like he's he starts like running and getting over his limp. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, and they just like shadow Peter, shadow. I was so worried about you. And Chan says like seeing him like it just looks like he's a puppy again, reunited with his best friend. Oh, <laughs> it's so great. It's so good and. Chance is just like for the first time he knows now that he has a family and he says for the first time in my life I was home and that's the end of the film <laughs> that's it uh, okay this I was so not expecting this thanks for listening to this episode of Millennial Movie Club if you like what you heard be sure to subscribe to the podcast and write us a glowing review we are millennials we kind of need the validation for even more goodies be sure to follow Millennial Movie Club on TikTok and Instagram later Later days. days